We shall go on to the end. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in you. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 22 of The Art of Surrender. I am joined today by Adam Seeley from Broom BJJ who has just made the trip down for the WA State Gi titles and walked away with some cookies. Adam, how are you bro? Yeah, all good man. Thank you for having me on this too. This is awesome. Big fan. Ah, thank you. We've been, ch- we've been chatting online. Um, for months and months like yeah. you know bits and pieces you're like oh, i'm coming down for the titles yeah, and I was yeah. like, let's do a podcast when you're here yeah. and all that build up and then jamil beats me to you yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> that guy hey man <laughs> what a dude no nah, he's good we've um both you know if we, we talk heaps i already knew but yeah you see so you you met him at ufc belcata you said you met him online and you'd never um yeah. You've never met him before. Nah, you? man, I just met him on Instagram and just sort of like what he was doing. I think he was doing um, all that stuff on the beach and he was fundraising like that. And I was just that, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just like started like following him and then talking to him and stuff like that. And then you did the podcast with him. I was like, so it was a good chance for me to get to know him yeah. before I met him. Yeah. And then so I went down and he in, invited me to roll down at um, Balcata there. And yeah, just I just liked the dude. Yeah had some fun time with him did you feel like you knew him a little bit from yeah, hearing the podcast for sure yeah for yeah. sure yeah sort of had like i knew what he was all about early but just knew i was going to like him and then when i met him i just liked him even more so it was sweet yeah 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 just I, a funny dude it's interesting i um feel like feeling like you know people because they become familiar from yeah. like listening to them whether it's up you know other podcasts we all listen to but i i um you know sometimes go to different gyms now because I've even been doing this for six months, what, 20 episodes, so there's probably like 50 hours of me talking to someone yeah, online. Chatting you know? away, yeah. Yeah, and I'll have people come up to me and talk to me like they kind of know me. Yeah, And I'm yeah. kind of like, I know that it's, they must have listened to the podcast and I'm like, oh, fuck, have we met? Or like, I feel uh, real bad, like, oh, what's your name again? Like, I do my best though. Yeah. Speaking of, I gotta real quickly make a couple of apologies, if you don't mind. So episode I released last week with Max we were having a talk about um, uh, world champions out of Perth and like, you know whether it's happened and I don't pretend to know the history of Perth's jiu-jitsu scene and you know every, everyone's success and all that sort of stuff but we were sort of saying oh I don't think there's any um, world champions and then I got clipped actually I had an autograph my second autograph from Lee Berger the first one was when I rolled with him and he beat the shit out of me and then the second one was uh, the other day when he hit me up and just let me know that I missed out on a few people that have been world <laughs> champions. So, Lee, thank you for that. I appreciate you checking me again. And um, I want to give an apology to these are the people that he's listed as being world, uh, world champions out of Perth. And I'm sure there's more than this, though, but this was just off the top of his head. Scott Carpenter, Marcos Panos, Demi Butler, Lewis Ryan... Uh, and at Black Belt in Masters, Gargo and Josephine Nasilio. So shout out to all those people and apologies for missing you. I do my, I come into this with an open heart and I do my best, but I definitely am going to continue to make fuck ups. So Dude. apologies in advance. When I do, hit me up, let me know. I'm, 
I don't mind being wrong. It takes a big man to apologize for his mistakes. So. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, so you you come down to all the way from Broome. So what's it what's it like up there? Man, it's a nice little town. Good beach, cruisy little place to live. We're, yeah. We were talking before. Tell me the um your like transition there, uh, where so, you're from and so I was um I was working in New Zealand from South Auckland and then my my boy he was living in Broome and he said come over for a holiday and I went there and then I just checked it out and then I couldn't believe it didn't rain for probably four months I was staying there and I was just like what am I doing with my life and then nine years later still haven't left still stuck there yeah yeah just cruising through life yeah enjoying it man it's the best place to live yeah it's just a it's an easy going place where it's just you can just live a nice lifestyle yeah it's no rush yeah it's nice and slow yeah, for probably sure. like like you know, Perth is one of the slower cities in Australia. Yeah, and I'd imagine it's even a lot slower up there. Oh, there's no traffic lights in Broome. Okay, it's just roundabout city. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Nine years. So, were you? Did you start your jiu-jitsu there or in yeah. New Zealand? Yeah. So I started in New Zealand, and I was I went to a place called ETK Elite Thai Kickboxing. Started doing an MMA there and just training, and I was just doing nogi and just got into the grappling because I was just doing some priests pre-season or post-season rugby rugby training and I just thought I'll do something to get fit and then just like really got into the wrestling aspect of it and then just from there just kept going with the jiu-jitsu and sort of fell off the kickboxing and just stuck with the grappling yeah mm. so that's what you've been doing that for well that means you'd be almost 10 years 10 in years probably yeah just yeah. with the grappling yeah getting yeah. into it yeah. brown belt you got a couple of stripes yeah I got one stripe but um, it came off in the wash because I washed my belt <laughs> <laughs> it's even demoted right yeah, so the I washing had, machine demoted me yeah. yeah I had two on mine and yeah. one snapped off in the wash too so now I've got one I've been demoted yeah. as well <laughs> I, I know those fears when I was coming to Perth I was like nah just leave it off no one needs to know that yeah, it doesn't really matter that much I don't think nah. so you uh, in, in what's what's actual what's what's the jiu-jitsu like in um, Broome you said there's two clubs yeah yeah so for me we're just training out of Broome BJJ and it's just a cruisy bunch of dudes and we just all like jiu-jitsu and just nice, nice crew of good dudes that I like to go hang out with and we just roll each other and sometimes we smash each other and then other times we play with each other. But yeah, it's good fun, yes. Do you get many um, travellers that are visiting Broome, yeah. dropping and stuff? Yeah, dude, sometimes we'll get people that are just doing a tour of um, like Australia, backpackers and stuff like that. They'll stop in for a roll, so it's good. Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah, they just come in and it's always good to roll someone new because when you live in Broome, you're rolling the same 10 people. Yeah. 52 weeks of the year so someone knew is good and that's why fresh <laughs> meat <laughs> that's why this trip to Perth I was like I need to roll some new people man like yeah, yeah. try and roll as many people as I can we are uh, that's funny I'd be I would imagine and, and tell me if I'm right here Saturday you have a Saturday class yeah open mat Saturday yeah that's when we go for it open mat Saturday few rolls get the sweat on and then Matzo's Brewery oh so you've heard the ginger beers man they're awesome yeah you like the ginger I prefer the, the mango the mango beer oh yeah. yeah no the ginger beers are the go yeah yeah so yeah. you got you guys go to the brewery much after class oh we usually go to divers the boys like to go to divers well, I don't know, even know what Divers is. Oh, it's another oh. tavern, yeah. Oh, right. I just like the sports bar down there. But yeah, oh, Matsu's a beautiful place too, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. If you haven't you haven't been to Broome, if you haven't been there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely get to Matsu's and get to the Croc Park too. Yeah. <laughs> See those crocodiles in the, in the I, habitats. I, I've been there when I was a young kid. I think I was two years old. And we went to 
um, the Crocodile Park. Yeah, and Malcolm I, Douglas, yeah. And I remember the croc that was, I think its name was Agro. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, was it one of the, the wild ones? I don't know, but it was a monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was young, I don't remember much else, but I remember its name was Agro. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Pretty, pretty intimidating. Yeah. Do you, um, what, what's it like in summer there training? Because I'd imagine when it's real hot, it must be hard to train. Oh, we got aircon. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, we did it a few, we've done it a few wet seasons, but man, it was just like a sweaty mess, eh? Like, it's like training in a sauna. Yeah. That's how hot it is. Like, you're just sweating. So, no, we got aircon now got a nice little spot to train in so yeah crank the air corner and smash each other just do, do more um you said it's pretty primarily gi but yeah. when it gets hot do you do a lot more no, no uh, gi or is it air con just makes it sweet anyway uh i think the thing was when you do no gi we sweat on the mats and we have to put our mats away mm. so it's hard to sort of get them dry and then pack them away but i think like on a Saturday, we'll hit some nogi rounds, and we'll probably get into more nogi during the summer. Yeah. Because I think uh, after this trip, I'm just like I want to do some more nogi. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking to me about that. Yeah. What's so? What's the um your experience coming down to Perth? So, f- so he um for everyone listening, Adams obviously from Broome, but he flew down for a couple of weeks specifically to do the WA Gi State Titles, which I was talking to Max about last week. Um. Do you want to tell us a little bit, little bit about the your competition lead up and prep and oh, just the day itself? Yeah, so it was all about starving myself to make that weight, <laughs> right? Because I paid a lot of money to come down here, so I didn't want to miss that weight. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, but just hitting the hard rounds with the boys, rolling fresh people, you know. So hard round, have a rest, roll someone fresh, um, just eating on point, stretching. Yeah. Oh man. Just trying to do all the little things I could do properly. Um, drinking heaps of water. Getting the sleep. Yeah, but not trying not to overtrain as well at the same time. While getting some strength work in. But yeah, just putting in the putting in the hard work and the effort. So it was going to be easier when I got here, yeah. Mm. You said you walked, walked in, no weight, no real weight cut, just walked in 200 grams under. Yeah, 200 grams under, so I was lucky. I didn't even have any scales the morning of it, so I was, I was, uh, I was nervous, but I just, I, I could feel that I was on weight. I was just like, I knew my body yeah. leading up to it, and I knew I was going to make weight, so yeah. So was it 70, 74 kilos, is that what you said? Yeah, 70, I think it was, I had to weigh 74 and a half, and then the geese was a kilo and a half, yeah. So, yeah, I just weighed in 200 grams under, so I was pretty stoked. Yeah, yeah, so I think that was, like, probably one of the hardest bits of the whole trip was just to make weight for that five minutes or two minutes on the scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the battle in itself, yeah. And what about the um, actual competition, the pressure? Like, you know, you've flown, you've spent money, you've, you know, got an apartment in the city for two weeks, so that's yeah. a couple of grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you, ner- like, real nervous or feel the pressure? Bro, the, um, there was a few times when the anxiety really kicked in and then I was th- I was freaking out in my head and then I just thought, bro, you've done all the hard work, you've done everything you could do, don't worry, bro, just go out there and just do jiu-jitsu and you know what to do in the end. Mm. Yeah. Let your instincts just take over. That's it, man. Like, I've been on the mats for, like, 10 years now, like, Bro, if, if I haven't learnt it by now, then I didn't. I wasn't going to get it. Mm. And what what did you do? The um, gi and uh, open weight. Yeah, right? yeah. So I did the lightweight and did the open weight as well. Yeah. 
You said was it you just compete was it just against Brenton? Yeah, so he rolled, rolled him twice, yeah. Him twice and there was another guy from Metcalf's gym and he I think he was in the Masters two but came down to the Masters one for the open weight because there was no Masters two open weight. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty much yeah, me and him just going at it. Fucking beast of a boy that fella too, man. So what's the, the what's the result? You got what silver in one and Yeah, so we won in one now. So it was pretty even, I think. Everyone should be happy with the results. Hey. Yeah. yeah, Brenton, I, I, I was I told you this off air, but I got to bring it on air. I got to bring it on air too. So um, you had a mix up in your um, registration, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that, and then I'll tell you I'll tell you my perspective on it too. Okay. So I was um, signing up for the comp, so I had to sign up for like the smooth comp, and then I had to register for the event. And uh, I got to register for the event and I was like dollars in and whatnot and it was one in the morning and I couldn't find, um, I couldn't register under the Wilma Shadow team. So then I was trying to like find teams to um, register under and I even tried to register under some American team or something and it wouldn't let me do it. And um, I trained at Kaizen and I saw the rash guard was next to me and I, because I can't even spell Kaizen and then I saw it so I put that in and it worked out. So I registered under Kaizen and I was like, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble for this. But I was like, oh, I wanted to compete, so I'll just fucking do it. So I was under like an alias club. <laughs> bad boy, born bad. <laughs> so then, and you know, you've done that. And then I've received an um, Instagram message from um, Brenton, who obviously knows that you're his opponent and that you are trained out of Kaizen. And he knows that I've been training there. <laughs> so he's like, oh, who's... um." Who's that? Because your name, Adam Selby on Instagram, the actual name's Harley, right? Yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh, who's Harley Selby? And started, oh, tell me about his game. And I was like, never heard of him. Like, I don't, I don't know. He's he's registered under Kaizen, apparently. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I don't know the guy. (laughs) I was like, Brenton, you're going to have to figure it out on the day, bro, because I can't help you. Oh, they'll be coming back to me and taking the medals off me soon for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, though. Anyway, it all worked out. No one got hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know? No one's feelings. It's all good. It's pretty, I thought it was funny though. Like, I, and then I found out. Obviously, I only realised today when we were talking. I was like, everything clicked into place. I was like, oh, right. Now it makes sense. Yeah, Max was even hitting me up. He was trying to figure out who Harley was. I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> and then Max was telling me that his first name's actually his second name as well. And I was like, bro, we got the same problems in life. Like, what's Max's actual name then? Oh, is it like Clara? Something starts with a C. Yeah. Probably Cleopatra. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking of something softer than that. Like, no. <laughs> but yeah. Goes against who he is then. Yeah, for sure. Just wanted to have the hard man name as Max. So what have you been doing um, outside of the comp? You know, you two weeks, what have you been up to? Oh, man. Eating. Your boy has been eating. M&M's, chocolate milks, pods, Hungry Jacks, all of that good food, yeah. Yeah. And because I'm in Northbridge at the moment, I've just been eating like ramen, oh, like oh, chickens, everything, Asian food, dumplings, authentic bites. You got to get there. That place is mean just across the road there. Yeah. Brandon took me there. I was just like, this place is fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get back there. You've been speaking to Brandon. You said you, you've been training a bit out of Kaizen, eh? Yeah, for sure. Like, it's only just around the corner from me. And yeah. Since since I actually trained out of that gym now, so I thought I better go there and train. As well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got you got to honor honor that enrollment. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Had to pay some fees there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. 
and it's a good it's a good location too for sure man and like nice people at the gym man and beautiful mats and it's big space brandon's a champ coach like yeah i like it there anyway like mm. i think if i was in perth i probably would like to train there mm. myself yeah it's a good it is a good place to train yeah and there are good people yeah sure. nice people everyone's yeah. good jiu-jitsu's good like yeah you were um, saying, I think you, well, you didn't say it like this, but I think you learned a lesson from Kaizen, the, like the last time oh, you trained there too. You were yeah. telling me that you went in and trained with Simon, who coincidentally was mentioned on this podcast, uh, as being the leg lock guy. Oh, bro. So well, Mad props to Simon and his leg lock game, man. He um, he really opened my eyes there, eh? I was just like, bro, I need to learn this. This like, was, when was this? Man, this was like last year, maybe like 10, 11 months ago, eh? I was, I was up here, I was doing like a course for work. And yeah, I went and trained with him and did some nogi, and he just leg locked the shit out of me. I was just like, oh my god, it made me feel like a white belt. Mm. Like, and then I was just like, nah, that's it. And then I talked to Brandon, he was telling me, yeah, we had Lockton Giles in here, and I was just like, oh yeah. And then as soon as I got home, I bought that DVD and put that money, put that money on it. Thank God I did. And you just been practicing leg locks, bro. I've been playing the leg lock game now, yeah. So I just so I can defend that shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like it's never happening ever again. I'm not getting smoked. And then so you with those improvements, then you come back and then you end up training at Kaiser and you got to roll with Simon again. Yeah, yeah. So he only got me two times this time, so I was super stoked with myself. Hey. Yeah, there you go. That's improvement, bro. That's improvement. I was so happy, man. Never been so happy to get submitted before. There you go. So Kaiser's just been bloody. You know, it's you've just been blessed. Yeah, you roll sure. under their name. You train at their gym. Yeah, you get taught yeah. lessons. That's it, man. That's why I like that place. So, <laughs> so what? Um, what's the uh, any any like unexpected things in here? Being in Perth, um, or even just in the from the jujitsu aspect. Um, uh, oh, straight up is MMA, nogi, wrestling. So, so I went into um, went and did some MMA. It wasn't even MMA, it was just some nogi wrestling, man. And I was just like, damn, like, these boys are on another level here. Like, just the um, the, the grip control, the, the wrist control, and the top pressure. I was just like, man, my, like I want to work on my MMA game when I go back to broom. I'll be f- enforcing it on the mats. Like, yeah, more MMA, probably look at some Marcelo stuff. Just try and get that MMA game up to spec. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What, up up in Broome, what do you you said you got a black belt coach up there, but what sort of um, do you guys have a curriculum or what sort of uh, style of jiu-jitsu do you guys follow or how do, how do classes get structured? Okay, oi, so right now, so my coach he, um, Chris Young, thanks to Chris Young, got me ready for this comp too. Man, helped me out massively. Had to deal with me going hard in the gym and stuff. Um, he got a uh, Lockman Giles escapes DVD. So he watches that and then we come to training and we just, we work off DVDs. So we work off, yeah, just stuff that we find and then we come to the gym and we work it, man. So that's what we do, yeah. So, and the way we think of it is like, whatever these guys are putting out, this is the best jujitsu going around. So he's got like, he's got some Danaher stuff, got Lachlan Giles and then I had the Lachlan Giles leg lock one. Mm. And then, so we just learn from that and then we go to the gym, we practice it and then we learn more, we practice and then that's how we get our games up yeah so yeah massive just stuff like that just learning from the best people in the world right now especially Danaha he's the man you know with his team the Def Squad so what do you think about um, having focused um, like specific 
like learning, right? So you, if you're focusing on one aspect, the uh, oh, yeah. like guard, for example, yeah. have, are you deep diving in the one? Sorry, the escapes. Are you deep diving in the one area, or yeah, are you doing a bit of everything? Nah, straight up, we just did escapes. Like yeah. my boy Chrissy asked me, he goes, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "I want to do side control escapes." So he just did all the research, and we just all these side control escapes. And then I found that once we did all the side control escapes, that my guard retention just got way better because I knew what I needed to do before they got into positions that I needed to escape. Mm. So I know the steps that I could win from being in side control to where, yeah, to where they were attacking me. So I could stop them halfway before they like got the head control, Mm. you know? So it's funny you work on one aspect of your game but it helps improve another aspect of your game so mm. it helps you just well round at the same time but I find that if we just focus on one thing then the boys just get super good at it you know and that's what I want to see I don't sometimes you can go there and you can just do one thing one night one thing the other night and no one really learns anything but if you just do it hard out and then you do the positional sparring and then you can just see the progress in the boys and it really helps mm. in the end run just to really get that stuff clicking into people's heads because, like, we're getting old now. Man, our brains don't work that well. <laughs> Especially, like, we got um, one of my mates, Brenton. His son's in Aiden at the moment, and he's training with us. That dude's brain's like a sponge, man. I'll show him, like, three techniques, and he can do them all later on that night. Yeah. You know? Do them live straight away. Yeah, man. <coughs> oh, yeah, I can't even remember where I leave my keys half the time. Like, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that, because I've been... Um, I've been deep diving on a bunch of online stuff like the Cam Sobes. I've talked about it yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. I did the cross body program, the fundamentals, then the guard passing, and now I'm doing the um, bottom side control. Yeah. And that's all, um, like, it's been specific focus. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think it's a bit different, maybe. When you start out as a white belt, it's hard to just focus on, like, say, one aspect because it's like then it's like as soon as you're in a role and it's not in that area you're like you know you don't you're lost exactly so you kind of need bits and pieces of the puzzle from everywhere right there yeah and it slowly sort of comes together yeah but then i'm a blue belt like i've i've been training for almost five years so i've been training enough to be put in most positions yeah i'd say every position really yeah for sure yeah i've seen a bit of everything not that i'm not good at everything but i've been everywhere right yeah and I think now it's at the point where to get from my growth has been in focusing on key things or specific areas yeah. at a time. Yeah. And just putting like a month or two months into it. Yeah, just solid work, hey, mm. just to really just get that muscle memory in your brain. Yeah. So, because when you're tired, man, you, <clears throat> and you're getting smashed and your brain's probably shutting down because you're like in stress, like you can't remember it. So, you need things that are just basic and well drilled in your mind that you can just pull it out. Mm. And fuck escape some half guard or something escape some side control escape them out do you find that uh, I, oh, I don't I'm not sure from your perspective but do you find when you focus in detail on one thing you're also a component of it not only learning but but also get trying to that muscle memory you're trying to develop you got to try and override bad um, bad yeah, habits that you've got sure, that you've yeah. developed over time yeah definitely have you, have you realised that as well yeah man oh I've got a few bad habits sometimes you know and that's the thing is like you do it a few times and you you get caught with something and then you're like oh I need to protect that when I do that or mm. yeah like well, the worst one is when you you got someone and they're a turtle bottom and you're on top of them and then they grab your hand usually they're bigger than you and they just roll you over the other like side clip, and clip the hand yeah. and they grip, yeah roll it over yeah. and it's like bro come on like how many times are you gonna fall for this like yeah so now you're like oh if you know that then you beat them to the roll you know so 
Oh, if they get the clip, you mean go before yeah, they go? Yeah, yeah, and beat that shoulder to the ground. But it's uh, it's all about you. Just have to like learn your lessons as they come, eh? Like sometimes you, it's like even though it's bad, it's going to be good for you in the long run because you're going to learn from that mistake. Yeah. Mm. One of the b- biggest things, uh, like one of the mistakes I learned from that hasn't happened to me since is the um, having my hips parallel to the floor when someone's got my back. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I've that's happened to me once where not once like I've been flattened out before yeah, but yeah. not not in that way where I was like full hip both sides of my hip pinned flat to the floor yeah, yeah. and I just could not get up is that face down? belly down to yeah, the floor yeah hip pinned down, yeah, yeah 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 and I, I got I got choked in the end like yeah, you know obviously yeah but um I remember like being like, fuck man, like you, you see it in the UFC and MMA Yeah. and the people get, when they get flattened out like that, they either get choked or they get absolutely bashed. Just bashed. Yeah. yeah. And you're just in such a vulnerable position like that. Eh? It's probably it's the, most, the last place yeah. you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I like learned from that. Like as soon as I'm, if I'm trying to change which, which hips on the ground, I always have like a tilt. Yeah, in my hips yep. when, I, when I move, yeah, so yep. that even if they go to like flatten me, I can still get, I can always get one hip under the other and get onto yeah, my side. Yeah. For sure, yeah, and you never want to be flattened out in jujitsu, right? You mm. always want to be on your side. That was that was that was one of those lessons where it, it happened once, and yeah. it was like radio. Yeah. Like that's that's a fucking <laughs> lesson that I can learn from. You learn fast on that lesson too. Yeah, yeah. No surprise that it only had to happen once. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've been there. I guess that's how it works, right? For sure. What's what's your um? I was meaning to ask you about your uh, like journey, right? So you said you started in New Zealand, come yeah. to Broome. Were you a white belt when you got there? To yeah, bro. I didn't even have a gi when I come to Broome. Like I was just like, come in. I was just rolling no gi. I seen the gi. I was like, bro, gi. I was like, bro, that looks stupid. Like you don't want to wear pajamas. Yeah, straight up. I was just like, these dudes are dorks. <laughs> And then, bro, then I started learning. You could choke people out with the gear. I was like, oh, this is the shit. Like, yeah. getting into it. So just, yeah, started training there. So when I first started training in Broome, there were, the boys just got promoted, eh? And actually, um, John Will came in. He, John Will came to Broome, like, nine years ago. And I didn't even know who he was. And, like, now he's, like, king, you know? He's, like, yeah. the man. But back then, I didn't know who he was. So I got to meet him. This was before I even had a gear. Mm. And then, yeah, just started training white belt and I was just getting smashed because everyone was bigger than me. I was just little, but like just stuck in there. It was just gritty. Like, I was just like never gave up. Like, got submitted or come back harder. And then, then um, Adam Metcalf came up to Broome and did a seminar one time and gave him my blue belt. So nice. this was like two years later or something. Even, I think it was longer than two years. Yeah. Came up and got my blue belt. And then by that stage, it was just hard out. I was like, you know, those dudes and just like jujitsu hard out you know i just want to train and like be good and stuff like that and then mm. i just did that and i was still doing comps eh? so i was doing comps at white belt and blue belt and then bro i just got to the end of blue belt and i just like didn't really care anymore eh? and like jujitsu being good at jujitsu just didn't really matter it was just like i'd rather just be a good person to everyone mm. and then like i didn't care so i wasn't going hard out anymore and i wasn't trying to be the man and get all the submissions i was just started playing around and just started enjoying jiu-jitsu way more like yeah and then funnily enough after i just relaxed broke on my purple belt so we had a guy come in his name's craig robinson so he's from melbourne mm. he's well known in melbourne and um he's he was coming in doing fly and fly out for like a chef's course eh? 
and he started training with us and he just thought we were crazy mad dudes because we were training in the heat this was when we had no air con he couldn't <laughs> fuck. he was like i couldn't believe these dudes he thought we were mad and just started liking us so then yeah so we just started training under him and he was the one that actually gave me my purple belt and my brown belt he came back gave me my brown belt last last year but yeah he came in like so he gave me my purple belt and i was just like sweet just just playing just having fun just cruising with jiu-jitsu i wasn't too mm. serious about it and i've just stayed like that ever since you know i think yeah had a little break in jiu-jitsu when i was purple about for like six seven months i had a good girlfriend and i was just like yeah this is the shit i don't need jiu-jitsu in my life anymore hey eh? <laughs> yeah, i just had a girlfriend eh? i was just like and i started missing out i started going back to jiu-jitsu and then she broke up with me i was just like oh fuck didn't need her anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah girls come and go yeah right. jiu-jitsu's always there the boys took me back anyway <laughs> <laughs> they were a bit dark for a little while but they were like nah my boy's back but yeah so just yeah just training so just man and then i was like i think it was a purple belt and i was just like my missus had just broken up with me but i've been training in japan because she was japanese so i went to japan eh? i was training there so that's where i um really nailed my bolo game so we we're just training with asian dudes doing bolo because we couldn't i couldn't talk to them because they all speak japanese so mm. just there for a couple months and then my bolo game and my crab ride game just was like mad just got way better like it was sick yeah what was it like learning in japan like you, obviously language barrier so you're yeah. just learning from just watching yeah just watching yeah mm. i'll just watch the technique and i just had to pay a lot of attention there's a few guys that could speak English because like Japanese people want to speak English so they try and talk to me but like the coach couldn't and but it was it was sweet man like and because like they're not all big dudes so they're very technical mm. it's not like you just get like these 90 to 110 kg dudes that try and smash you they're all very technical and they try and they think a lot more so it was good yeah it was good eye-opener and bro, I just enjoyed it I was training there every day mm. what, what gym were you at? Oh, I don't even know the name of it. It was like this underground gym because we tried to get a few pumping. But they were all real expensive. And then we found this dude, he was just training under this house, man. And it was it was a wicked gym. Like he was a third degree black belt, but it just this gym wasn't that big. Mm. So yeah. Far out was it? Oh, it was called Tukuski. Tukuski, yeah. Mm. It was in Tukuski, yeah. It's funny. Um, one, of the, one of my mates in Sydney, he went over to Japan and he yeah. was, um, well, I think he's in the Navy. You know, he might have been in Japan with work and then took a yeah. holiday. I, I can't remember the yeah, reason yeah. he was there, but he was training at Axis Jiu-Jitsu. Axis Jiu-Jitsu, okay, mm, yeah. Somewhere in Japan. And he and he had a similar sentiment too, like yeah. they're real technical, they're smaller, yeah. they're not, um, not uh, you know, they weren't speaking much English. So he sort of had to, you know, watch the technique yeah. and see it. For, yeah, and then, for sure, and then yeah. try and play with it. Yeah, that's an interesting way to do it. Hey, like yeah. I, um, I often watch, um, you know, if you watch a five-minute clip on YouTube of whoever you want to watch, they'll um, speak through the details and the technique. Yeah, and then I'll obviously try and absorb those details yeah. that they mention. But then I'll watch it back later, but to have the the volume off. Oh yeah, okay. and just try to visually see yeah, if there's yeah. anything happening that they that they're doing that they haven't actually highlighted. Yeah, that's nice. I and try and find other details. Right, because even when I'm showing techniques, sometimes I forget little details, eh? And then mm. I'll be doing the technique, and I'll be like, oh guys, but you got to do this too because of that, like, and you can just break down techniques into so many different dots, eh? That mm. you know, 
can become like mind blowing to how many little aspects of a technique there could be just for a guard pass. Yeah. And I guess it depends on like what te- instructors who are teaching, you know, they might show ABC of a move. Yeah. And there could be so much more, but it just depends on the context yeah. for them to, um, you yeah. know, need, need or want to show that at that point in time. Yeah, for sure. And what kind of <laughs> class you're taking, you know, because mm. yeah. Like my brain can't take on too much information at once. You know, <laughs> like you say, "Oh, like, like, so what are we actually drilling?" <laughs> yeah, have you ever been showed a technique and it's like, "Okay, guys, one, two, three, yeah, clap," yeah. and then and then you're like, "Fuck, yeah, what, 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 what were we doing, mount or yeah. guard?" I'm like, I don't even remember. Guys, guys, come back now, come back. <laughs> yeah, nobody listened to me. I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh man, it happens everywhere. Yeah, it happens everywhere. Actually, they remind me of because we know I was purple belt and I was like, "Fuck out." I just had a little thing, you know, and I was just like, I want to get ready for my brown. So I booked me a trip to um, Phuket. So I went to Phuket top team and there oh, was, nice. a lover was there. He's a um, fifth degree Carlson Gracie black belt. He was taking the class. I just remember because it was the first time I ever trained under Brazilian. Bro, I loved the day, just the way he took, oh, great guys. <laughs> you need to do the technique like this. Like, bro, I was just like, this is the shit, man. Yeah. But um, man, it was awesome. Like it was just another, like it was like this. So I was there for about a month. Bro, super cheap too. Like if you want to go somewhere, I go to go to Phuket and train there, man. It'll be cheap. And the jiu-jitsu's good. Mm. Yeah. But and you can do Muay Thai there while you're there too and play around. Yeah, that'd be sick. It'd be sick to live there for like a month and just train every day. Yeah, man. I'd go. I'd probably go to Bali, go to Changu. Yeah, okay. And just like train. Like yeah. You'd have Bali MMA. Yeah, I heard um, that's quite expensive good though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you the can pay a month probably. membership though. Like, yeah. you know, how much more would it be than a normal one? Yeah, probably cheap still cheaper you know, if, you're there, if you're there for a month, even for $300, it's yeah. probably still worth it if you're going every day. Yeah, for overseas. sure. Overseas. Twice a day, yeah. Yeah. What was that like, training in Phuket? Bro, it was awesome, man. Like, I couldn't believe, like, how many... It was just, like, a lot of people that loved jiu-jitsu and wanted to train. And, mm. they, and they'll go there and you could just drill hard and you're getting good technique from a good black belt and give you good information and stuff like that. And, like, and then you could... was training with, like, pro MMA fighters that were there who are super nice guys, too. Like, a lot of the pro MMA fighters are, like, good dudes, eh? Compared to a lot of the amateur dudes were like just like they were just trying to be the man where the pros were just like good dudes you know jiu-jitsu black belts brown belts you know mm. nice guys to train with like I'm friends with them on instagram they like, know they're the man yeah yeah that's <laughs> it eh? like there's yeah. no they just have nothing to prove anymore but yeah it was fun man just to be around people that love jiu-jitsu as much as me like i never try and say that i'm like good at jiu-jitsu but i'm just i like like I love jiu-jitsu like mm. I like to train it like that's the, the big thing for me mm. yeah. that's it's the same thing for me really yeah. and in this podcast too it's not about having um, good you know they, they don't have to be good at jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. you just love it you want to talk about it yeah. the, people, the people who want to listen are listening because they, they obviously enjoy it as well yeah man Oi, and there's a lot of people that just love to just go and like hobbyists they like mm. like me and you just like I like go down hang out with my mates Try and bowl with their ass out. Try not to let them laugh. Knee by me, yeah. Well, no, I, I, like none of my mates, like in my like you know lads group, none of my mates do jujitsu. Oh, so yeah. I and I can't. You know what it's like. You you do yeah. jujitsu, so you talk about it, and then people are like fuck, shut yeah. up, bro. Yeah. It's like this. I've like over. You know, I've overstayed my welcome with yeah, those guys in yeah. terms of chatting about it now so I like don't really speak about it at all to yeah, my mates yeah. but then I, I get my outlet you know in the gym or chatting to people on the podcast yeah. 
oh, that's the best thing about when I go visit these gyms is that I can just talk to someone and they've probably watched the same video with Huffer Mendes or you know Gary Tonin or they've watched this EBI or something and we can just chat about it and mm. techniques and what they're looking at doing what I like to do and just exchange information and it's like I was training with this dude last night and we're just joking around having a good time and I don't even know the dude from a bar so I yeah. can't even remember his name and we're cross-facing each other hurting each other but just having a good joke doing it you know yeah, yeah. tapping each other from cross-face pressure what sort of, so what sort of stuff do you enjoy doing? Uh, like outside of jiu-jitsu no i mean like well we could talk yeah for sure but i mean like you're you said what uh what you like to train what style do you oh bro i just like to just bowler everyone yeah they, that's straight up i'm just gonna try and bowler you yeah for sure and then i'll uh watch heaps of um, marcelo garcia so i like to try and put the x guard on mm. yeah so i'll try and x guard people as well and then i got leandro low i like leandro too so i like his um, signature sweep i like to do that all the time that hybrid spider guard de la Hiva. I like, I like mucking around with that but yeah oh man I like like all jiu-jitsu anything that's a little bit crazy but not too stupid I'll I'll try it out mm. and just and put my own spit on things yeah do you think it like it, do you think it, at a certain point in time it just becomes like um in, uh, intuition jiu-jitsu yeah yeah I don't even think half the time when I roll they're mm. like my brain isn't really thinking unless I'm rolling a big dude I'm not thinking about how I'm going to sweep them but yeah it'll just just go for it it's like playing just yeah it's like you don't even think you just act mm. you know yeah and just I like to try and keep moving all the time just different positions keep going I don't like to like do stagnant like competition roles I, it bores me you know mm. getting gassed out for like doing like three positions in five minutes you know <laughs> this is like a pass from guard to half guard and that's it yeah I don't, like, and, you, and you're fucked yeah I, don't, I, like, I can't feel my hands yeah. or, or my ears are hurting yeah and for me i'll just muck around hard out like if, i wouldn't even try and submit people i'll try and like ninja roll them and take their back yeah and then like they'll escape and i'll still just try and do it again <laughs> just relentless i'm just playing with people yeah that's good fun, man. Um, I was going to say to you, in um, Thailand, when you were there, yeah. uh, what is there a lot of like locals training or is, or is it just like people uh, passing through on holiday? Uh, there's like, a lot of people on holiday and then there's a lot of fighters there. Yeah. Like, because it's a very cheap place to live, man. Yeah. So I think like, they're living there. They're like all year round. Like Tiger Muay Thai and yeah. Phuket Top Team and all those gyms. Yeah, because yeah. I was at Phuket Top Team, which was awesome. Yeah. But like Tiger Muay Thai is just down the road, and then there's like, there's like CrossFit everywhere. But these steroids in Thailand, I'm telling you now, like when I was there, so many big chicks. <laughs> Not at the Jiu Jitsu, but like doing the CrossFit and the weightlifting. I think there must be like steroid holidays or something going on, man. <laughs> I was there. I was just like like proper like professional bodybuilders and everything. Hey, yeah. Shit. Where, whereabouts where, that's in Phuket yeah where, whereabouts it's down the bottom it's called I think it's Soi Ga Road or something right yeah they call it Fight Street Fight Street yeah yeah and it's just got all the gyms and it's got all these beautiful places to eat and you just get lunch there for like four dollars like a proper meal is like four dollars yeah. yeah I remember being in um, I remember being in Phuket with my mates like we did the end of season footy trip so uh, basically yeah just, the boys you know, yeah, just <laughs> big piss up this was when I was I think 20, 21, yeah. something like that. Oh, what's that place? It was on the other side of the island, eh? Um, 
Oh, I can't remember. What was it called? PB Island. Oh, we're on an island, yeah. No, 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 we're in Phuket. We're yeah. in Phuket. Wow, there's a place. <clears throat> I can't remember the other side of the island, and it's called something that's where all the partying was. Oh, Koh Samui? Koh Samui. Oh, that's an island. I've been there yeah. too. That was a good place, yeah. That's one. No, but we, we were just partying, but I remember the um, that... Uh, it's like a little mini truck and it's got the Muay Thai guys on the back of it. Oh, and it's just, they just play that, that yeah, music and they yeah, just drive around the streets yeah. all the time oh, and they're promoting like the different fights yeah. that are happening. There's a couple of fights a week. Come to the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, bro, that was always playing. Yeah, Good, good fun. I, I wasn't into um, any martial arts at the time, so yeah, I, yeah. Know, I wasn't thinking about jujitsu or anything like yeah, that but if sure. I went over now I'd definitely be looking yeah. to train even stay a couple of weeks and train at a gym like that that'd be yeah. sick that's why I was asking you whether it's just um, you know a lot of travellers coming through yeah. or, or oh, for sure, locals man. training as well yeah. heaps of white belts eh? like people just doing it like going on holiday and trying to get their jujitsu good while they're on holiday mm. like I noticed yeah and just different places like it was, I met a guy who was from India a guy from Greece Oh, bro, there was Brazilian guys there, just people just from all over the world, just like trying to get good at jiu-jitsu, mm. that just love jiu-jitsu as much as me and just, yeah, wanted to get good. It's, it's amazing how like, um, once people start, it like kind of takes over their life. Straight and, up, yeah. And even if it doesn't, it becomes like an important part of it. So Definitely, like, yeah. you know, I, I remember talking to Lee and he was saying, he, he went to Japan and was competing and we had conversations about different places where he's like traveled and trained. Yeah. And I'm the same. Like, if I go on a holiday, you, like, best be assured. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking... I, I'm yeah. probably... These days, man, I'm single. I'm basing holidays around trying to train. For sure, man. You yeah, know? that's exactly what I do. Yeah. If mm. I'm on holiday, I'm doing jiu-jitsu straight up. For, like, there'll be a jiu-jitsu gym right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you like, you look at a location, look up the gym, and if, yeah. if there's not one there, you're like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> change, yeah change location, yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. That would be sick. Have you? Where else have you been to travel and train? Oh man, I went when I went back to New Zealand. I trained in a couple of places. It was like zero gravity martial arts. That was in my. It was like in my home hometown, mm. and the jiu jitsu gym, gym had opened while I'd been away. Yeah, so I went and trained there, and that was a good place. Yeah. We were Machado boys too, and then I went down. It's a place called uh, Fakatane MMA. So we went and trained down there as well. So I was around there. Where is it? Um, yeah, I was. I wanted to go to Brazil and train. It's still on the cards, but I'm guessing maybe in ten years I can go. Yeah. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, my, one of my like life bucket list things is to do a Pedro Sour camp in Brazil. Oh yeah, so I man. will do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I really want to do. Uh, yeah. That's, That'd be sick. That's the dream. Just go and get smashed. Like yeah. <laughs> I was at the comp, man. It looks like there's enough Brazilians in Perth right now, as well. Like. Mm. So man, it's, it's it's just become so popular. Mm, for like, sure, like, yeah. Obviously, the UFC is a massive, you know, yeah. component of why it's become so big. Definitely, yeah. Um, but yeah, like even in Perth, like we had, like, oh, man, there's so many. Like I think the um, Brenton opened Northside Jiu Jitsu in Joondalup. That wasn't yeah. very long ago. Then the Gracie Baja Gym opened in Mount Lawley. That was yeah. wasn't long ago at all. Um, I think there's Studio. Um, 540? 540, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no that's, that's quite, I think that's quite fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's just three off. The, and then there was the, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a Ribeiro um, Academy that opened up in Butler. 
Oh, okay. I think it was Ribeiro. But yeah, so that's like four just off the top of my head. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I'm sure there's more that I've missed. Yeah, they'll be pumping. So out, that's, yeah. And that's just in the last like six to 12 months. So it seems to be the sport of choice now, the jiu-jitsu, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because like, martial arts has become so prominent. Like MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm pretty confident yeah, it is. For sure, yeah. And jiu-jitsu, like for the everyday person, is probably... Um, the easiest one for people to take to yeah you know man. like <clears throat> getting kicked in the head or doing boxing <laughs> things like that yeah. people everyday people who go to work and these things don't want to go to work with a black eye yeah, like even though in jiu-jitsu it's entirely possible that yeah, you will for sure but I don't think it's the same as getting you know standing in front of someone and getting punched in the face that's it man oh. and like wrestling seems to be you know a lot more you know, imposing and, you know, physically dominating and that kind of grind, yeah. whereas jiu-jitsu is a little bit more palatable. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it's like, um, it's, a, it's a sport that, like, everyone can do jiu-jitsu. It doesn't matter your body type or your fitness level. Like, everyone can do it. Everyone can start it, mm. you know. Just, yeah, just got to embrace that grind for the first six months of getting pretty much beaten up. And then, yeah, it's, it starts getting easy. <laughs> do you think it gets easy because... Um, uh, you know, you can. Do you think it gets easy because you start to have a little bit of success yourself, but you still, because, like, don't get me wrong, man, I still get fucking smoked yeah, by people. Yeah, yeah. I think your body gets a bit conditioned, you know, like, yeah. you, you start getting a bit of core strength, so the knee rides don't hurt as much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you gotta, like, start tensing your body, you don't yeah. let them just, like, you know. Oh, at the start, man, when you're wiped out, you don't even know how your body works, eh? Like, mm. you're just, like, flopping around, like, yeah, like, oh, I don't know. That awareness of movement. Yeah, you that's... To, you, like, begin to develop that, hey? Yeah, that's it. Like, and then you're just like, oh, and then you can find out where you're strong and just how you can frame and stuff like that where you just wouldn't know before. Mm. Yeah. It's funny, um, like, I grew up playing cricket and AFL, yeah. like, from a young age, that's, like, you know, summer, winter, summer, winter, yeah, just yeah. back-to-back, you know, pretty much all my life, yeah, yeah, it's, it's... and I'd say, like, I was pretty decent at both, and, like, you know, a coordinated person sort of thing, yeah. but then, but I did not know my body like I know my body now. Yeah, for sure. Since jiu-jitsu. How your body moves, like, mm. and how you can sit up, and can sit up real weird now, and just roll around, and, yeah it's yeah it's it's good eh? yeah for sure and like having <laughs> just being aware of like how someone else's body moves to your body and being able to counter it and man it's like a different i don't know some kind of different level eh? that you just don't notice like the person that just rocks up at the gym that just they don't have it at all mm. where you can just manipulate their body so easy because they just don't know how their body can work mm. yeah which like show shows you how vulnerable you know, oh, people really are who don't know. Straight up, man. Wait, this brings me... I actually had a street fight about two months ago with this guy. He was a big-ass dude. He was, like, beating up these other drunk dudes. And I told him to leave them alone because I was just, like, delivering pizzas at my work. It was outside my work. Mm. And then he wanted to fight me. And then he went, he went he punched me in the jaw over here, but he didn't get me too good. And then I just, like, jiu-jitsued him up hard out. And, bro, the dude gave up. And it was, like, two minutes of me jiu-jitsuing. And he gave up. He was like, yeah, brother, I give up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was just like, what are you doing getting into a fight? And he was like 100 plus kgs. I was like 75, 76 kgs. Mm. So I was like, you think you're the man. And then I've just like stopped you in the tracks, like right here. 
like, what do you think you're doing? Just it was like kicking these people in the head. Fuck. Yeah, man. I was just like, like, you think you're tough, but you're not, bro. You're smoking a cigarette. You're bullying like old drunk people, like, bro. What did you What did you do to him? Did you choke him, or just control him? Bro, just, bro, just like hundred kg pressure inside control top, bro. And he just like wilted <laughs> like a bitch, bro. I was like, he was like crying. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry. And I was just like. It's like, bro, you can't be, like, kicking people in the head, man. Mm. I was just like, bro, but I was just like... And then everyone was like, oh, why'd you do that? You shouldn't have done that. And because I jumped in, it was like, indigenous person beating up other indigenous people. Mm. Because there's a lot of drinking and stuff where I live. Mm. And they're like, you shouldn't have jumped in. I was like, boys, what about Black Lives Matter, man? Like, should I have just letting that dude beat up those other helpless people? Mm. You know? And then it was like, it dawned on me, like, jiu-jitsu is, like, really a superpower, eh, where you can sort of you can do good with it mm. you know like what was going to happen he was going to smash these dudes up and well, I don't know you could have robbed them or something you know yeah so and you can defuse the situation yeah. without like you didn't have to inflict any nah you know, damage get, to him didn't get a maybe, chance maybe, like. maybe, maybe, maybe you damaged his ego a little bit yeah, but that's about it hard out yeah it was all good because like the next night he actually got arrested because I knew cops in town I was like do you know this guy and then they were like oh yeah, yeah we arrested him on the Saturday night they sent him back away yeah he was a bad person mm, there's, like, there's a lot of social issues with drinking and things like that in New uh, Zealand eh? in New Zealand mm. yeah but not not as bad as I've seen in Broome like mm. yeah man just like just getting drunk and being blind walking around it's like oh like there's a lot of stuff going on like a lot of like a lot of issues and a lot of violence as well where mm. you see it and like, I think that we've become accustomed to it where we just turn a blind eye to it and I was just like, it was just that one time where I thought, nah, this isn't right. Like, you have to do something like, you know, it's not fair that these people are getting hurt from this other person and I do nothing when I could help them out. Mm. Yeah. And if you, maybe if you hadn't been doing jujitsu for 10 years, you might not have had the confidence to intervene. Oh, for sure. I would have just been like everyone else and probably got the phone out and started recording this dude beating up other people. Mm. You know? But I was just like, nah, I don't know don't do that either other people don't jump in on fights because like when I was in the fight I was like bro you have to win this or else you might get your head kicked in like mm. yeah yeah you got, well, once you go in you're all in yeah it. hard out <laughs> just like just thinking about it yeah I'm sure you weren't thinking about it in the moment though but like reflection yeah yeah for sure and yeah. I was just like I was like that was pretty crazy but it was weird because like it felt good too at the same time you know like having a fight mm. but yeah I was into boxing when I was younger and stuff, but my mum didn't want me to fight, so I stayed. I was a bad kid. So, <laughs> like, my mum goes, no, nah, I don't want you fighting. So I was just like, okay, I'll give you that. Like, I never got into it. Yeah. So that's why jiu-jitsu was good. Because, like, head injuries and stuff like that. So, yeah, needed to stay away from that. Mm. Yeah, that was, I think that was part of my direction as well. Like, I, I grew up wanting to do boxing because my pop was, like, a state champion boxer. Oh, yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. my inspiration. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I was always playing footy and cricket. Yeah, and Sort yeah. of, like, you know, just loving that. So I just kind of, it was always something I wanted to do and I never got into. Yeah. And then I um, ended up trying to do boxing. Yeah. But I'd broken my ankle and I would be a southpaw and it was my right ankle, so my front foot uh, yeah. and all the pivoting. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't feel comfortable, so I was yeah. like, yeah, give jiu-jitsu a go. Yeah, for and sure. And I'm glad I did, man, because I've copped um, through footy and stuff. Like, I've had concussions yeah, over the years, yeah. and I don't want to, you know, do boxing and get fucking starched yeah. or 
you know go home with concussions every other week that's it yeah and then start slurring your words and mm. just forgetting people that you've met like five minutes ago and stuff like that yeah mm. and I don't know I already do that you know <laughs> <laughs> I already yeah. do that the alcohol did enough of that damage <laughs> I don't need anything else helping that out yeah I'd, so I don't know um, how how many concussions would be you know damage yeah. that's irreparable I don't know like do, yeah. I don't even know if we know how bad it is yet I think it's the concussions on concussions it's like when you get hurt and you don't recover and then you get hit again and mm. then that's going to cause the damage yeah yeah but i still don't think any sort of brain trauma in any capacity is healthy nah not you know, at there's all, just man. a certain amount that's yeah kind of seems to be okay but what 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 happens later in life yeah for you know sure. as your brain fades yeah keep it safe guys just do jujitsu yeah you'd be sweet <laughs> yeah. i was going to ask you do you have you throughout your journey have you had any real like tough moments um, with whether bro. it's progression or in, like you know motivation bro, what a, a tough moment for me when I'll be doing jiu-jitsu um, there's been a few times when I remember when I was a white belt and I was going to quit a few times when I was getting smashed eh? mm. yeah but like if it was easy everybody would do it and everyone would have a black belt and that's why Bro, you don't meet many black belts around there because it's a it's a long hard journey. But yeah, I think the hardest thing was like just staying off, staying away from the drink and partying, mm. and which now I sort of embrace that because I like to feel good all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't really had any serious injuries or anything. Yeah, mm. but, yeah, hard times. Yeah. Well, that's hard enough. Yeah, being, like being a white belt like that. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I think that was like that's why I'm very lenient on white belts and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like I know it was hard at the start. It was real hard, and like everyone was trying to prove themselves and be the man. Yeah, so probably just stick with it. It gets easier and easier, and gets fun. Mm. And then you could just be like, bro. Now jujitsu is just fun to me. It's like. For me and my bro going playing the video game is me doing jujitsu. It's just like that's what I do. Like I just want to have a role and have fun and just yeah. Mm. I remember I was the same getting getting like you know smoked yeah as a white belt because you don't know anything right. Yeah, it just takes time to like sort of to figure it out. Yeah. It does, and a lot of that comes from losing a lot. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, just you go home, you have a little cry, and it's like fucking bro, just. I just rationalized. Um, mine like I'm better than I was six months ago oh for sure you know, like yeah. at that stage I was like so irregardless of how often I'm submitted or yeah or just controlled or whatever or yeah. whether someone started after me and ends up way better than me because that happens all the time oh, right man, yeah, people that's... people who come in after you yeah. end up you know all of a sudden you they're just submitting you you know and that happens to people yeah just remember cons- consistency over frequency will help you in the end man mm. just keep keep going down and just look at the yeah man five years ago I didn't know any self-defense at all yeah for sure man yeah you know and now there's a big difference between that and now yeah and they can imagine you know what another five years on top of today would be yeah exactly and like in once you know jujitsu and you can be so um, self-assured in yourself man it's just like it helps you as well like yeah if you know you can do something and someone gets aggressive with you you can be very calm in the situation Mm. rather than your anxiety levels and your stress levels start to heighten you can stay calm because of jiu-jitsu you know when you're when you're battling out someone and it's like aggressive and you're getting you're freaking out in there so 
when a stress um, situation comes in real life, you can handle that a lot better from the jiu-jitsu, mm. you know, because you're not freaking out because you're like, yeah, bro, I'll blast this double leg easy, you know. <laughs> and it is the calm, hey. Yeah, it's like a switch. Sure. It's like a switch that once it's like you develop it, yeah. it's there, and I'm sure it just gets fine-tuned over time, you know. Yeah. But that's what it is. Yeah. And because you, if you get in that, you're talking about that self-defense situation with that guy. Yeah who's you know 25 kilos heavier than you yeah yeah if you go into that um you know in panic mode and your heart rate's at like 140 yeah and his is at 120 yeah yeah you know, you're already losing the body yeah. you're already losing so it's like it's a sustained thing if you're you know if he's at 110 and you're at 80 and it you know you can hold your um you stay calm. Yeah, that's you know, it. You don't lose the control. You don't gas out. If you gas out, you die. Yeah, that's it. It comes down to the fight or flight, right? Mm. You know, how how your brain going to react to the cortisone, like, flooding your brain and stressing you out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I was calm that whole fight because I had the whoop strap on. I think my, my max heart rate got to 135 during the fight. And if I'm doing jiu-jitsu, I can get up to 180. Mm. So, yeah, I was pretty calm. I was calm as my boss didn't even realize I had a fight. He was just like... I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go do these deliveries now. You know, he was just <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? Like, yeah. I was going to ask you, you were talking about the whoop strap. Yeah, man. Because so, I was looking at getting one, but... Bro, yeah. the whoop strap, this will, it's going to help your training come to a new level and recovery, you know? So you're balancing recovery and your training, you know? So what it does is it measures your heart rate, your heart rate variability, it measures your sleep patterns, um your um, respiratory rate puts all these things into mixes it all up with some artificial intelligence and it will tell you how you recover for the day based on your sleep and your heart rate variability hmm. and then it can measure your strain how hard you're working so like how it measures your calories it'll tell you a calorie output for wrestling so like it doesn't have jiu-jitsu on it at the moment but it's got wrestling so if i go down and have a roll it'll come up and it'll say wrestling and then it'll tell me you spent... Um, Does it know you're wrestling or do you have to put yeah, in that no, you're wrestling? Yeah, it knows I'm wrestling and it knows when I'm playing touch. Like really? It, it knows the difference in the games, yeah. Far out. Yeah, it's pretty... It's mind-blowing. I don't know if we should get it because like Judgment Day and stuff like that and like it's just like the robots knowing <laughs> how, the, how the human body works and we're helping them out. But man, yeah, wait, it's just like it's a good tool to have. And so, like, you could train real hard and then you get a bad recovery, so you're like, I need to chill out this day because um, if the less you are recovered, the more you are at risk of getting injury. So, if, what, if you have a, a if it's your your um, rest is below a certain percent or, yeah. or whatever the measurement is, yeah. you just sort of have, have like an active recovery day exactly, or, or a day off or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. And it will tell you your strain. It will be like you've built um, aerobic fitness and burnt fat. And it'll be like, if you're like 80 to 90% of your heart rate for how long, yeah. And it tells you how long you need to sleep for. It tells you when you need to go to bed. Far out. Yeah, to recover. <clears throat> like it's... I see, yeah, I see a lot of people on, but I follow heaps of people on Instagram and, yeah. and in the um, Perth scene as well, whether yeah. it's on my private or my, um, on the pod- podcast Instagram. Yeah. And I see a bunch of people putting up screenshots of their whoop strap. Oh, yeah. Like the results and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, whether it's the workout or the recovery or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Man, and I, at the start, I was just like, bro, we've got to get massive strains and stuff like that. Now, I just want to recover well every day and I want to maximize my recovery, mm. you know, and just be eating right, drinking the right amount of water, getting the best sleep so I'm just... I can peak every day. 
Mm. Yeah, especially now I'm getting older. Like I need every little advantage in life. Yeah, you, fuck, you sold me on it now. Bro, use my promo code. You got a promo code? No. If you got one, what is it? Bro, Share I, it. I used. Uh, was it Rogan? Yeah. Yeah, they did one. Yeah, Joe Rogan did it with the um, Sober October, right? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he still got it. Just Google it. You'll find the promo yeah. code. Yeah, it'll give you like ten percent off or fifteen percent off. Yeah. I love Joe Rogan, but. Fuck that guy, he's got enough money. I'll, I'll be able to... Hey, if you're in Perth and you've got a um, Whoopstrap discount code or affiliate link or whatever, let me know and when I put this out, I'll share it. Because let's let's feed the people that are close to home, eh? Yeah. Joe Rogan's got enough money. He's got Bro. those Spotify dollars. Bro. <laughs> got their FU money there, dude, eh? Just yeah. do what he wants. All, all due respect, though. He's, yeah. Yeah, good, good, ah, good man. Um, I was going to ask you, so we're almost an hour in... I got. A, I do have a couple of um, uh, questions from, you know, from the crew. Sweet. If you want me to read them out to you, fire away. Um, right here. So I'm going to keep doing this and have like a like whether it's a five or ten minute segment and just you know if people give the questions, I'll I'll read them out. Yeah, for sure. Um, first one was from Jamil Coffee and Chokes. Why Berenbolos? Bro, because it's fun. Bro, the, and you got to think like. If you start from the Dalahiva and you sweep them and take the back, that's like maximum points as well. So it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Mm. But then, yeah, I just like messing with people upside down because it just brings another aspect to my game. And I like taking people into those deep waters where they just don't know what's happening. And then, yeah, they end up getting choked out. <laughs> there you go. Um, another one, Humble Fightwear. Shout out to Luke. Loosh. And Jamil, thanks for your question. Uh, he goes, Luke from Humble goes, describe what jiu-jitsu has done for you in one word. Or even one sentence, if you can. Bro. It is just, oh, how would I say, like, calm me down. Like, bro, I'm just relaxed. Just like a more chilled person now. Like, yeah, I just don't suffer from stress. Yeah, what's it? Stressless. Mm. I'm just straight stressless. I don't even know if that's a word, but that's your word, stressless. now. <laughs> There you go. Thanks, Luke. Uh, I got two, qu- and I got two questions from Max. Eesh, here we go. First one: uh, How fucked is training in the gi in summer in Broome? Which, which we pretty much oh, talked about. Yeah, bro. Wait, it was it was real bad when we didn't have aircon. We just trained no gi because it was just crazy. Mm. It was yeah, you're dying. <laughs> like 20, 20 minute classes. <laughs> <laughs> Just do one roll, guys, and finish class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then his second one: How many wet titty competitions have you judged? <laughs> oh, up in broom. I think there's a heap of wet t-shirt. Yeah, comp, wait. As soon as I get back, I'm going Thursday night, bro. With t-shirt comp. You see me there? I'm in the front row. <laughs> front row, bro. I'm trying to get in there. I'm trying to do the dude with the water. Yeah, I'm, I'm in there soon. Do they use a super soaker or? What no, are they it's using? just like um, it's like a big rubbish bin, and they get jugs, and the dudes just get to pour the water on. Yeah, yeah, I've got to get that job. Hopefully, I'll, I'll show the medal rounds. Maybe I can wear the medal while I'm doing it, and then get up there. Jeez, damn it! So, how many have you judged any of? Them? Nah, nah, you don't judge it because how it's judged is the cheers from the crowd. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. So you could say I've judged a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty good at picking the winner too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I've only ever only ever seen one, um, and it was after a um, country um, races racing oh, meet. Yeah, I went, yeah. went out there with my mates one time, 
just for country track. We ended up at this pub and yeah. they just happened to have one. And we're there and we're like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> but I remember the, the thing I remember about that day was one of my mates who's like pretty good looking. The problem is he fucking knows it too. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he went in, because all of us boys stirring him up, trying to G him up, we got him to go in like the best dress thing. So you yeah. know how you have those country cup racing days yeah. or whatever, and they'll have yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the modeling thing and there'll be some girls and some guys who will walk out and then the crowd will like pick the best dress. Yeah. Whether it's the crowd or judges, I can't remember. But my mate went into it, good looking dude. We G'd him up thinking we'll take the piss out of him, yeah. you know, for going in and thinking he's all good looking and stuff. Oh, going this, oh. And he ended up winning. Yeah, I knew you were going to go there. Like, yeah. oh, no, that was the last thing yeah. we wanted to happen because <laughs> as if his ego wasn't already yeah. full enough. Why did we do this? Yeah. <laughs> well, we brought it on ourselves, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> I'll just give Max the, the big tip on the thing. Go up the front. If you had the wet t-shirt comp, go get right up the front. You've got plenty of time. It's a whole different experience up the front. Don't be one of the creepy dudes around the back, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's almost now, mate. Let's, if I want to, you got anything you want to say or add? No, or sweet boy, just thank you for having me on, man. Like, uh, this was my bucket list to do a podcast day. So, yeah, yeah I was super keen as, and it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, bro. I pre- appreciate it, man. Cheers. Chatting to you online and stuff, and then yeah, meeting yeah, person from bro. all the way from Broome, guys. We've been. This has been as far north as Broome. Yeah, for and sure. And I've been as far south as Port Kennedy. Oosh. So it's I'm like get getting around, yeah. man. Getting around, but <clears throat> everybody, thank you for your questions, guys, and thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it all, and um, yeah, let's let's keep doing them. Sweet. Got a got a few more coming up. So yeah, thanks everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, thanks. Bye.